Hey, I'm Jenny Armini. I am a Democrat running for state representative in the 8th Essex District, which covers Marblehead, Swampscott, and a slice of Lynn. And tell us about today. Today sucked. Um, today was one of the worst days I've experienced. Um, you know, when I did the Women's March uh, after Trump was elected, one of my favorite signs was God is watching and she is pissed. So today, God is enraged. She is she is pissed. Um, and why is she pissed? She's pissed because very few people are trying to decide what women can do with their bodies. This is not, this is about control. This isn't about children. This is about control. Because if it were about children, we'd have, oh, free health care. And, you know, mothers would be taken care of. And we'd have, you know, children had a food on the table and, uh, and homes to sleep in. So this is really about control. And what I want to say to your, to the people listening is that even though we live in Massachusetts, it's super important to understand that not everyone in Massachusetts has access to abortion services. You know, there, we don't even have a provider in, on, on Cape Cod or in the South Coast. There are hardly any providers in the Brookshires. So if you're a young woman living in those places, you're going to have to travel and find a provider in another part of the state. Now, that's not as big of a burden as it might be for somebody in Mississippi, but let's not be complacent and think that people aren't suffering here in our own state. So we've got to add in at the state level, we've got to get more money for abortion services and security. We've got to make sure that our providers are protected legally. And we have to force insurance companies to eliminate any cost sharing on pregnancy services, including abortion and miscarriages. Thank you so much. Um, how can people find out more information about your campaign? Oh, thanks for asking. You can find information about my campaign at www.armini48. That's the number eight. Com. And uh, Jenny, tell us, um, you've been out on the campaign trail. I know you came and knocked on our door. What are the voters saying? Like, what are you hearing? Like, what are the issues? I, I imagine this, you know, what you, we're talking about today, obviously, there must be other issues too. What are the issues that you keep hearing from voters about? Climate change is a huge issue with the people I'm talking to. Uh, I would say it is the number one issue. Education is uh, probably a close second. And I will say, among women, I hear row, row, row. You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Hi, it's Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. Earlier today, we attended a vigil for Roe versus Wade at the Monument on Humphrey Street in Swampscott. We're featuring interviews and speeches uh, from the event. We opened up with Jenny Armini, a candidate for Essex 8th District Rep, State Rep. And we also are featuring uh, 
words and an interview with Doug Thompson as well as Tristan Smith and also Swamp Scott Town Select Board Chair Polly Titcomb all four of them are candidates for Essex 8th District and uh, we're closing this podcast episode with words from Vigil Organizer Keiko Zoll dedicated progressive I will be a staunch supporter of reproductive rights in the Massachusetts legislature on day one you have my word thank you much all of you for being here today. Thank you so much to Keiko for putting this together. I'm angry and I think I'm not alone in that anger. I feel that anger. I'm angry because a right-wing activist tripped back to the 50s Supreme Court decided today that we don't have rights over our reproductive health care or our bodily autonomy. And as other speakers have noted, we are lucky to live in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, which has been a leader on reproductive rights. And we should give credit to Governor Baker for the executive order that he signed today that contains those protections for those who provide, for those who seek an abortion. But that's not why we're here today. We're not here today just for the people of Massachusetts. We're here for the people of Texas for the people of Arkansas, for the people of Alabama, for the people of the United States of America who need to have that fundamental right to their bodily autonomy and reproductive freedom. And we know that this fight is only beginning. And I hear that anger doubly so from those of you, and I look around, who already fought and won this fight in the 60s and 70s. And to you, I'm so sorry that we're back here fighting this again. And we also know that this time the fight isn't over. Justice Thomas said so. They're coming for that right to privacy, that right that guarantees us the freedom to marry and love whoever we love. So as a member, as a member of that next generation who's going to join the modern day fight to get back to where we need to be, I promise you that I will stand on the front lines with you whether you're just joining the fight for the first time or you're someone who's done it already. That's my promise to you. So let's get ready for this fight. It starts today. It starts in the thousands of vigils exactly like this one going on around the country. There is a glimmer of hope. So let's get out there. Let's fight. Let's change the world. Thank you. My name is Tristan Smith. I'm a candidate for state representative for the 8th Essex District, Marblehead, Swampscott, and Lynn. And I came here today, I was invited here today by Keiko and given an opportunity to speak. And I think it's, I'm really here in solidarity. I'm a white cis man. I didn't lose the most out of this decision by a long shot. But the fact of the matter is that we all have to be in this together. And that's why I decided to show up today. That's why when Keiko offered me the space to speak, I wanted to, uh, you know, offer offer some remarks. And again, just show, show that we really are all in this together. And we're going to... A fight's just beginning. This is not the end. This is really just a new beginning. Uh, what, what's your advice to people who are depressed today? 
Oh my god. I mean, I'm depressed today. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with feeling sad at all. It's just it has you have to turn that fear and sadness and anger it has to turn into action because you can't just sit and watch on the sidelines because that's how they win and you're running for office too right is that right i am yep i'm running for state representative for for our district uh eighth essex district which is marblehead swamp scott and a couple precincts in lynn and you're a young guy how old are you i'm 26 years old and uh what are you hearing from voters like what are the big issues in massachusetts right now Absolutely. Well, this right now, reproductive freedom is really at the forefront of everyone's minds ever since that leaked opinion came out. But for our district specifically, there's also concern about climate change and sea level rise. We're an entirely seaside district, so that is obviously extremely relevant. We're already seeing some of the effects. There are also concerns about public transportation. Uh, it's, we're 15 miles north of the city. It takes over an hour to get there. It doesn't feel that way. So we have an opportunity to create an efficient, reliable, green public transportation system. And I think that's the way that we can really address some of the concerns of the people who have lived in this district. I've lived in this district my entire life. So I know that it's hard to get to Boston. I was commuting to law school for three years. It's not, it's not a new issue for me, but it's something that I really want to take the lead on. Thank you so much. Uh, where can people find out more information about your campaign? Absolutely. Uh, please check out my website. It's electtristansmith.com. That's T-R-I-S-T-A-N, Elect and Smith, spelled the, the usual way. Thank you so much. Thank you. And so we have a very uh, robust race for the Essex 8th District. And I thought it was really important to amplify the voices of those candidates who are running for her seat based here in Swampscott. And so I'd like to invite the first of their, I think there are eight candidates total, six candidates running, three of whom from Swampscott, if you don't know that, Know that now, it's important. Primaries are in September. I'd like to invite Polly Titcomb, candidate for the 8th Essex, to come speak. Go for it. Go for the soapbox. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Keiko, for uh, organizing this event. It's amazing to see so many people here. So. And I have a committed and progressive co-parent, and my children have an engaged and devoted father. And I chose to have these children, and I'm grateful for that choice. But I can tell you standing here, and he would agree with me, that of the two of us, whose life and professional and personal life has been compromised because of having children, is mine, if we had to stand side by side. And that's a choice that women have to be able to make for themselves and not have mandated for them by the government. Repealing women's constitutional right to abortion doesn't just strip them of their bodily autonomy, but also of their life trajectory. Yes, and right. it also undermines other explicit constitutional protections like that of equal protection, constitutional protections like that of equal protection under the law. It's a rather relatively clear announcement that in the eyes of the Supreme Court, women are still, in fact, not equal to men. The Dobbs decision is also completely divorced from practical reality. As a child welfare attorney, I'm a public defender of children and families. Every single day, I see the challenges these families face. Housing instability, economic instability, food insecurity, job insecurity, generational trauma, mental and physical disabilities, substance use disorders, inadequate access to healthcare, to doctors, to specialists. 
and on my educational needs, you name it. And every day I come up against this totally inadequate um, ability to serve this populate these populations. If if there are services, they're inadequate or they're entirely missing. And we can't even manage to prioritize taking care of the children and families that we have in our very own communities and in the state and in the country. And yet the Supreme Court has taken it upon itself to mine this Dobbs decision as an opportunity to discard the wisdom of the prior Supreme Court and impose its conservative values on the rest of American society. This decision is a clear signal to all of us that we need to fight to protect our freedoms. None of us at this point can afford to be complacent in any way. This is especially true, as the Supreme Court made clear, at the state level of government. We're blessed to be in a democratic state, but that's rapidly becoming not enough. We have to reinvigorate Massachusetts as a proud leader in democratic values. We must elect representatives who not only will support pro-choice initiatives, but will champion those initiatives and those causes, and who will ensure that individuals from out of state who have been deprived of their constitutional right to abortion can find a safe harbor in Massachusetts. I just want to be very clear that I am unapologetically pro-choice. I will fight to protect and expand women's reproductive rights and the access to those rights and the cost of those rights and removing the barriers to those rights and freedoms. And I will always fight to create greater reproductive rights and social equity for all of us. Thank you. I'd like to invite Douglas Thompson. And my name's Doug Thompson, and I'm running for state representative in the 8th Essex District here in Swampscott, Marblehead, and Lynn. And I'm here today because this ruling from the Supreme Court was an absolute travesty, legal travesty, human travesty, and even though we may have known it was coming, it's still shocking. And now it's time, as the right wing has done, has been mobilizing for decades to bring down this ruling protecting women's autonomy. We need to mobilize now probably for years to get Congress back to make this the law of the land not through the Supreme Court but through Congress and I'll be fighting every day to make sure that women here in this district in this state do not have to worry about abortion coverage we need to make sure that we are say extremely strong in this issue and support women from all over the country as I said in my remarks earlier, to get the services they need. Awesome. And uh, where can people find out more information about your campaign? They can go to Doug for the number four rep.com. Doug for rep.com. I've known that the end of Roe v. Wade was coming since the draft SCOTUS opinion was leaked on May 3rd. But it doesn't make what came down from their bench this morning any less shocking. Like many mothers, I've learned the graceful art of compartmentalizing my emotions. We have to. It's a survival tactic. And I've spent most of today running logistics for this event while juggling working from home with a son who's now home all day for school, uh, home all day for the summer. He's here in the front. So there's been very little time to just stop for a second for me personally and take all of this in. And this is a lot. 
to take in right now. I want to frame for you now just how expansive the effects of overturning Roe v. Wade will be. I am a woman, a mother, a daughter, a sister, a wife, a cousin, and an auntie to two beautiful nieces. As you can see, I often describe myself in relation to others, but there is one part of my identity that is just me and me alone, my body.
according to the CDC. Surgery via DNC, a safe, effective, and preferred method for this exact type of scenario, was the best way to remove it. Without the kind of medical care Roe makes po made possible, I would have needed major abdominal surgery to remove it, cutting through my abdominal and uterine walls. Had I left the IUD in, it could have ruptured my uterus, I could have developed an infection, gone septic, and died. Of course, my experience is just one story. And this outcome, I actually wrote this for another rally. I initially wrote, and this outcome is a hypothetical, but now it's a reality. We know the reality of an America without the protections of Roe v. Wade because generations of women lived through it or died because of it. Overturning Roe impacts not just every woman of childbearing age, but every American. And if we're being honest with ourselves here, Roe v. Wade isn't just about abortion. The GOP has criminalized a legitimate medical procedure, punishing women in the process. They refuse to enable our nation to move beyond its white, Eurocentric, heteronormative, Christian, patriarchal origins to become the America we all deserve. Vigil. 
too much because it is too much. It is unbearable. But we cannot lose hope. We must all act in this moment. We must tell our stories. We must march. We must donate. We must vote and get out the vote. We must organize. We must, we must mobilize right now, not just for the sake of every woman, in this moment. 